What are we talking about today? Don't talk to me right now. I'm a little stressed. <sighs> Which actually ties in pretty well because I think we're talking about stress today. <laughs> How convenient. So <laughs> this episode, we're going to call this episode How to Gracefully Handle the Stress of Life. Excellent. I think that's a very necessary thing to speak about. Yeah, I think it's a very crucial subject, especially in the modern world. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've had struggles with this, especially as like red-blooded, or is it hot-blooded, passionate Arab? Yeah. Yeah. We could say hot-blooded, I guess. Or people tend to, to struggle with anger issues mm -hmm. and like just stress in general. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that with other family members of mine as well. Um, but like, how do, you, how do you relate to stress? What do you think about stress in general? Well, I think I didn't really learn what stress was until later in life. So mm -hmm. like past 18, right? Um, how do I view it or how, how do I relate to it? How do you relate to it? I think that's the easiest one to go with. Well, it's definitely one of my uh, motivators, right? If I need to get something done and I'm stressing about it, you know, that stressor, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of, it builds upon itself and it just, bounces back off itself to push me to do it more. You get what I mean? Like back so against it's kind the of wall. like, yeah, it creates pressure. Yeah. That's what it does. Okay. Um, but for a long time, I didn't know how to deal with it. I, and I didn't know it was a problem either. I thought it was just normal. Like you would just feel like this at work or, mm -hmm. you know, during um, situations, problems, whatever they are. Yeah. And you feel like it goes nowhere sometimes but i mean you learn how to deal with it you know you hear about it more and more and more and i think the more that you work on yourself the more you get to have the experience so you can repeat it over and over and over again mm -hmm. because i feel like not everything works for everybody right the same way it works for others yeah so but you can get rid of stress everyone can it's really important too well i do have a few important point points that i wrote down um, because stress is actually a much more complex subject than most people believe. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think, I think only a few people, not a few people, but it's rare to find somebody who knows how to deal with stress yeah. in the modern environment. Um, so it's a very important skill to learn Yeah, how to master it, how to, how to make sure that it works for you as opposed to against you. Of course. So the first thing I want people to understand is that the body perceives stress as stress, mm. meaning whatever the source of that stress, the body treats it the same way. So if it comes from a piece of chocolate cake yeah. in the form of too much sugar, that's a, that's a stressor upon the body. If it comes from a, a, a relationship argument, that's another form of stress. Mm. So there's no such thing as like, this stress is more harsh than the other. Yeah it all adds up at the end of the day. Stress summates within the body. Yeah, so it's all one whole stress. Just, you know, a yeah. combination of things that form into the same, um, I don't know, let's just call it progress bar of stress, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, so you're today, you're 30% out of 100 stressed. Yeah. If you're 100% stressed, you're probably dying tonight. <laughs> but, it's but, very true. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can get an aneurysm from that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, and that is why I think we're going to attack it today and just kind of like, um, yeah, give our two cents on how to deal with stress. Yeah. How to manage that. 
And if you notice how most people live, they're being bombarded mm-hmm. from all angles. You have chlorinated water in the shower. And of course, this is stuff that I know about being a, being like obsessed about health and wanting to help people. Yeah. Uh, you have refined sugar, you have relationship issues. I mean, what are some things that you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, wheat, wheat, fruits and veggies, soil, mm-hmm. um, eggs, mm-hmm. chicken, poor sleep. Yeah. Poor sleep. What else? Uh, uh, lack of discipline. Yeah, how you perceive stress, yeah. how you perceive things. For me, things. like I like to look at things like of lack of respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things. Hygiene, poor hygiene. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Diet. Also, here's another important point. Mm-hmm. The human body is extremely resilient. Yes. Like we've seen obese people live for decades, even though they're in a very poor metabolic state. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all been through a lot of quote unquote traumatic stuff and we're here. So the body is made for this kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's where we get into the the differentiation between two types of stress. One is called eustress. Mm -hmm. So that's a good form of stress. Um, And then the other is called distress, bad form. Yeah. We've heard that word a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like the classic technical term for for the two versions. Yeah. Um, But an interesting thing actually when it comes to eustress is that it ties into a concept of it's called hormesis. Have you ever heard of it? Hormesis? No, I have not heard of that term. So if I, I'll give you- But that's I'll, positive stress. Yeah, I'll give you the technical definition of it. So hormesis is defined by toxicologists to describe a biphasic dose response to an environmental agent with a low dose stimulation mm-hmm. showing beneficial effects and a high dose stimulation showing inhibitory or toxic effects. Hmm. In plain, simple language, it just means that Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger in most cases. Yeah. So some examples are sunlight. It's a form of hormesis on your body. Moderate doses of alcohol, exercise, sauna, cold plunge. All of that, if you take it too far, is very unhealthy. But in moderate amounts, it strengthens your body and makes it more resilient. Hmm. That's like the setting yourself on fire over and over. (laughs) No, set yourself on fire? No, but like, uh, what, what culture was it? Was it the Japanese culture? Or was it Thailand? There's a culture that does that? Yeah, where, I mean, you see it a lot. I've seen a lot of videos of it, but it's like people basically setting themselves on fire without any sense of pain. Hmm. Like they just do it out of, um, I guess, submission to something. I feel like that's something to do with the faith. I know for sure. It's a very extreme form, but. um, Or like the bullet ant ritual. Yeah, but basically it's just, you train yourself over time to Mm -hmm. not feel it anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's a form of killing yourself without really, I don't know. So it's like weird. Yeah. But I guess it follows the same thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, in moderation, it strengthens you rather than destroys you. Mm -hmm. It's not like smoking, you know. Um, There's even an argument to be made for, I mean, there's some people who like organic tobacco. They roll their own stuff. Yeah. And they smoke. I don't know about that one. Interesting enough. Yeah. Like dip your toes into things moderately, even if they're considered unhealthy. Yeah. Hmm. So it begs the question. I'm surprised you don't have a problem with that. What? You know, even if something is bad, like for example, we know drinking, it's just harmful, right? It's technically a toxin. So, but in moderation, it makes it good. 
right? Is, uh, it doesn't make it good morally. I mean, there's no, not morally. Like, I mean, for your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? If it's a toxin, I don't know, actually. Maybe our body's just so good that it just regenerates quickly. It know? is. That's the point. <laughs> Shout out to our bodies, everyone. It's one of those contradictions in life. Yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, hormesis. Okay. I can see that now. So I think a good segue is like, how do both of us as individuals mm. guard ourselves against stress? What do you do specifically? Mm. It could be mental, physical, anything. Definitely gym, right? Just stepping foot in there already helps. Mm -hmm. um, and don't forget that, like, I, I always know in the back of my mind that other environments exist that I can visit, right? So, you know, you know me. Like, sometimes I'll be like, let's go to the library. Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Screw it. Let's just go. Like, I like the acoustics. It's, it's just, I haven't, you don't often go, so why not? It's a de-stressing place. Yeah. Right? So I just kind of, you find your patterns. You know, that's how, kind of how you build your walls is you find your pattern because you've done it so much. You realize and pinpoint the times where you were like, huh, I actually was not stressed during these times of that very stressful day. Mm -hmm. What did I do? Oh, I went to the library. Boom, library, de-stressor. Yeah. Right? Just immediately moves. Um, that's kind of how I build my walls. It's just based off experience, really. Um, but things that I do run to are kind of like, I enjoy making chamomile tea. Right. I'll take a break. Um, kind of formulate like a good two to three hours of just like a quick staycation. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's the same environment, just do it. A lot of emphasis on rituals, I assume. Yeah. Rituals. Just kind of like just be in a meditative state for a couple of hours without really meditating. If that makes sense. No, for sure. hundred percent. Right. So find stillness, quiet. Um, you can think about work, but think about it in a creative manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I emphasize creativity a lot because it's, that's just, it, that's the tunnel of thinking that helps me de-stress severely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that kind of just all builds your wall, really. That makes you sense. Know? Anything else? That's pretty much it. Yeah. What about you, dude? I mean, you know, you know where I stand for the most part. I'm <laughs> big proponent of sleep. Yeah. I think that's a single, one of the biggest things you could do for to reduce your stress levels or at least make you more resilient to them. Mm -hmm. Sunlight, um, a lot of good fat intake, avoiding the bad fats, you know, the seed oils, which is a very popular topic these days. And then I think it just comes down to under movement, understanding that stress is just, is it's stagnation. It's bunched up stagnation. Yeah. Often within your mind, but also body. So I try to move as often as often as possible, go for walks. Um, if I start to feel myself getting more stressed out than usual because I'm focusing too much on one thing, mm -hmm. I'll just get up out of my chair and just move. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all those simple things that I Yeah, like stretching, moving, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes absolute sense. Um, I mean, I feel like there's a differentiation though. There's like the immediate stuff that you can take while you're stressing, but you cannot take a break mm -hmm. right now. Right? Because that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, there's also the one that's kind of like in the background. Like, you know that, all right, I'm stressing about something that has nothing to do with my, um, you know, things that provide me my necessities anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm focused on work today, 
and I have no time to stress about, you know, the death of so-and-so and the funeral service because I need to, whatever, you're in a, you're in a rut, right? There's, there's going to be two forms of stresses, I think. There's going to be that background stress and the, like the forefront stress, which is the one you're worried about right now in this vicinity, um, whatever, right? Yeah. And if you stop and you're like, I'm not going to think about it anymore, you're going to run to the second thought, which is the other stressor. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is a, you know. Um, it's so, the balancing yeah, act. It's the balancing act. So it's like, I mean, my answer was kind of more forefront. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? It's like very hands-on. Um, so sometimes you might not have time to go for a walk, right? Yeah. So what do you do? Go. Breathe, mm-hmm. right? We, we're told that all the time. That's why you find singers to be like so chill all the time. Mm-hmm. They're diaphragm breathers. Yeah. Um, we forget. I mean, think about it. Like, have you, you've ever been stressed or anxious for a second and you, when you breathe, it's so choppy whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... <gasps> you're definitely not aware of it. You're not aware of it, no. And that's, what is that? That's lack of oxygen to your brain. Which adds more stress. Adds more stress because now you can't even think clearly. Yeah. So what are you doing? What, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? What are your tips on like what to do? Mine are, for example, breathing. Mm-hmm. Breath is a great way to get into it. <sighs> yep. Because a lot of people, you see them either breathing from the mouth or the chest. Mm-hmm. When it should start from the diaphragm or from the belly, like two thirds of it should start from the diaphragm and then go. the last third should should go up into the chest. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the most simple hack you, you could give somebody. Yeah. Breathing through the nose, exhale through the mouth. Very simple. Yeah. Um, what else? I know I'm trying, I mean, you, you bring up a good point when it comes to the background and then the forefront. Mm-hmm. It, it ties into the whole balancing act because you might have a deadline for work and you're so focused on that and stressing you out. But meanwhile, you're trying to balance so many other areas of your life relationships, health, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, so it's a very tricky thing. To, it's a very tricky landscape to navigate. Um, and I've also noticed like, honestly, drug use as well. Like the stimulants, coffee, nicotine, yeah, any other ones. I've experienced a lot of unnecessary stress from those, from abusing those actually, mm-hmm. especially nicotine. Yeah, I mean, anxiety, that kind of stuff. It's uncontrolled, you know. Yeah. Um, that do be making sense. <laughs> that, that do be making yeah, sense? Yeah, though. 100%. I mean, anyone that has used anything knows this to be true. Like, when you, when you wake up in the morning, try not having coffee. Right, what the hell's wrong with it's you? It's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, dude, I'd rather not brush my teeth. But I need my coffee. That, like, that makes no sense. Yeah. Like, like, I haven't woken up yet, you know? What's wrong with you? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. So I think not becoming that person, you know, the one that is controlled by these things Mm -hmm. is the ultimate goal. For sure. Because that's just more things not to worry about. Mm -hmm. That's it. And without any worries, there's less stress. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But other than that, I I just wanted to say that like background stresses. What do you do for background stresses? Uh, like sleep. We mentioned sleep. Um, what's kind of recommended for like what time? 
Oh, in terms of the specifics? 10, 11. So I think there are a handful of like key pillars uh, that are very important to focus on. Number one is get into bed by 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m. at the latest. Mm -hmm. That's because your body follows a very specific clock according to the sun. It's called the circadian rhythm. Um, and that alone uh, could differentiate the result of either being a healthy person or having disease. Uh-huh. So if you neglect sleep, that's obviously going to come with a lot more stress. Uh, you're going to be more likely to, to lash out mm -hmm. at little, little things that shouldn't really stress you out. So 10.30, 10.30 p.m. max. Another one is have your last or finish your last meal by 7.30 p.m. Because mm -hmm. digestion interferes with sleep. I agree with that one 100%. What else? Sleep in a cool room mm -hmm. makes you more likely to get into a deeper state of sleep. Yeah, like a sick ass room, dude. <laughs> like it's, it's actually crazy. No, I'm kidding. But like, yeah, <laughs> like, a, cool, like a cool room. Yeah, like a temperature cool. We've all tried to sleep in a hot room. <laughs> It's hell. I mean, yeah, when I'm in it, no, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> when, I, when I'm in it, it's different. <laughs> um, yes. No, absolutely. Sleep yeah. in a cool room. Um, but also, let's go back to the previous one you said, mm -hmm. which was? Finish the last meal by 7.30? Yep. What about? Now, as you know, Mr. Acid Reflux over here. Bingo. That is the first thing I had to do and get rid of is um, actually stop eating four hours before bed. So yeah. 7.30. Think about that. Yeah. Little, you know, a little less than four hours, but still you get the point. It's like you don't want your body to be digesting or doing any crazy things while you're asleep because it's unnecessary. Like mm -hmm. if nothing's wrong with you and your, your body doesn't need to repair anything, right, then it's obviously resting with you. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you're sleeping and you force your body to work and do things overnight, that's taking away from, that's taking away hours of quality sleep. Of recovery. Of recovery yeah. and everything. Because by the time it started recovering, he woke up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you don't have to be militant about it. I just think avoid the large meals as much as possible. So you could have like, you could have a glass of raw milk, warm raw milk mixed with honey, cinnamon, mm -hmm. something like that, a sleep tonic that will actually improve the quality of your rest. Yeah, that's true. I mean, don't do me and down two double-doubles with, <laughs> with chopped chilies and extra toasted buns. I've done that way too many times, On a bro. Tuesday night at 10. I've done it way too many times. <laughs> yeah, no, not cool. Um, it destroys you. And actually, you have a terrible day the next day. Bro, the waking up after that is terrible. awful. Terrible, dude. Not fun. It's like, like you got hit not by a be truck. Fun. Yeah, it's like you're old. <laughs> it's you like you're move. old. Yeah. You just can't move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Nasty, yeah. nasty, nasty. And then uh, actually last one for the sleep is have your caffeine as early as possible within the day. And yeah. don't go past 12. Don't go past noon. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I started like having the rule of if I'm going to follow like a caffeine rule, don't go past 1030. Mm -hmm. Because 1030, after 1030 to me, that's lunch. That's no, no longer breakfast. Keep it in breakfast hours. Yeah. Right? So if you want to have a longer coffee day, wake up earlier. Mm -hmm. Hack. And the reason for that is because coffee has a very long half-life. Yeah. Meaning if you have 100 milligrams, which nobody does, everyone has like 300 milligrams mm -hmm. in the morning, that means five to seven hours later, you'll have half of that amount. So 50 milligrams within your system. Yeah. A little bit more time after that, you'll have half of that amount. So 25. Yeah. 
So or that's you in your point, in your yeah. sleeping hours, basically. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're asleep, you should have around 20 milligrams left in you. And that's if you most stopped. people have more than that. That's insane. Average cup of coffee is like yeah. 150 to 300. That's true. I mean, if you're going to the gym, I understand drinking a lot of water or that kind of stuff. It kind of probably flushes it out. But yeah. But that's huge Oof. for stress. Yeah. Very huge. Yeah. No. Uh, our favorite thing to do. Hit the sun. Hit the sun. <laughs> the sun is. Yeah. I like the whole uh, 15 minute increment system depending on. Well, I mean, the sun de- index is kind of sitting between three to five these days here in California. Yeah. So uh, I yeah, I've, been, so I've been getting better with that crap. But uh, <laughs> yeah, basically it's just uh, get some sun. I mean, I do like if I don't have time, I still do five to six minutes a day mm-hmm. at least. Right. It kind of refreshes your eyes. It does a lot, man. Especially morning. Yeah. I've noticed like um, during the wintertime, you notice this a lot. When the sun peeks through again, your hair gets better. Eyebrows. Yeah. Skin. Everything. You just look better. You feel better and it's healthier. Is there a little fly? There's here? a fly in the stew. Wow. Stupid. Anyways, no, you're, anyway. you're on point. I mean, vitamin D is, it's not even a, I mean, it's technically a vitamin, but it actually acts like a hormone within the body. Yeah. So it, it controls like over 3000 plus processes within the human body. Mm. Testosterone. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Gotta love that feeling though. Sun like, your balls as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. All right, relax, relax. <laughs> relax. Anyway. Anyway, I forgot the sun. What are we trying to talk about today? There's the nutrient-dense foods. Mm. See, I discovered that kiwis before bed actually promote sleep. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Vitamin C? Uh, not just vitamin C. No, there's something else. I do not recall. You should be the health expert here. But anyway, I do not recall what it is exactly. Yeah. But it's a basic... It's some sort of vitamin that provides like a happy potion. It puts you in a happy state and it promotes sleep. So think of melatonin, I would say. Yeah. But not really melatonin. I'm trying to think of what vitamin would be able to do that. It probably has the same effect as raw honey. So it impact. so raw honey, when you eat it, it directly contributes to, I think both serotonin and melatonin. So mm. it helps you get a better night's sleep yeah. through, through melatonin. So it primarily. boosts something. That mm-hmm. gives you that happy feeling. Yeah. So then, you know, you go to sleep better. That's all yeah. it is. It just rids you of worries. Um, same with chamomile. Chamomile kind of does the same thing, but for your body. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all heard of the glycine and freaking chamomile mix. That's a power combo right there. Dude, if you're trying to knock the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to teach your circadian what the rhythm is. Do <laughs> the, the rhythm. <laughs> teach your circadian, circadian what the rhythm is, bro. Then try that. <laughs> there's a fly in here. It's pissing me off at this point. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so much with yeah. nutrition. It's a, it's a deep rabbit hole. <clears throat> I would say the biggest thing above all else, and I actually just finished listening to a podcast episode about this, mm-hmm. avoid seed oils as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. and replace them with saturated fats. A lot of people have a bad idea or a bad rap about saturated fat just because of shitty science and media yeah. manipulation. But seed oils in the form of I'll list off as many as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Cotton seed, soybean, grape seed, con- canola oil. Um, did I say soybean? Soybean, sunflower, so, yeah, okay. safflower, yeah. peanut. Avoid all of those. So everything. Because Every they, seed oil. 
they just destroy the human body in, yeah. in every regard. Yeah. Here's what's funny. Okay, so let me tell you this. Me growing up, I've always been looked at, right? And people are like, dude, I wish I had your body. I'm like, why? But I'm not, I'm not, not just your, not the look of your body. Yeah. It was more like, how can you get away with eating all this junk and you look amazing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, genetics, honestly. Like, what do you want me to do? I, God I, has his favorites. Bro. Right. You know what I mean? The going back and forth, the Carl's Jr. You, you, you don't mind eating McDonald's, like that kind of stuff. And you're talking about three to four meals a day. Yeah. Um, I was not fat. In fact, I was quite tight and mm-hmm. just really, I don't know, average. Yeah. Right? Looked like I did some workouts. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, people, it just blew people's minds. Like, people are like, dude, fast metabolism, man. You know, like, dude, you got it all. I'm like, no, I, I, I feel like, sh- like actual crap, dude. So even though you looked a certain way, yeah, you felt dude, like it shit. killed me. Yeah. It killed me. There's no way it didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're my homie. You already know what happened. Right? I did the same wrong thing. Wrong food, wrong time, wrong day to stress, blah, 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 blah. Just causes problems. But what really causes problems? Technically, if I didn't have crap food, it wouldn't have been that bad. But the crap food was kind of like the spark that it was kind of like that root source that ruined everything. Right. Yeah. I stress every day. But I didn't have that food every day. Mm-hmm. When I had that mixed with that and that and then the other thing, it just caused a giant explosion and it ruins things. Yeah. Um, it's not fun. <clears throat> it's actually, it sucks to say that you have to go through something to find out the correct way to do things, which is as simple as living. Mm-hmm. Right. We do that wrong. We do that incorrectly. But. And by the way, yeah. another, another word for uh, seed oils is vegetable oil. And a lot of people have this dumb idea that just yeah. because it has the word vegetables vegetable. in it, it's healthy for <laughs> yeah, me. No, it's not how it works. <laughs> vegetable. It's a vegetable, bro. What are you talking about? I see broccoli, tomato. Tomato's a fruit. Shut up. No. <laughs> it's just so obvious when you look into the scientific literature that it's implicated in the direct, like a direct causal link mm-hmm. to anxiety, weight gain, depression, um, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancer. Absolutely every chronic disease that you can find yeah. in the modern world. Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. That makes absolute sense. Yeah. It makes absolute sense. It, it, like, again, from my experience, it's just been like um, relearning the whole love language of food is mm-hmm. completely different now. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, why did I rely on uh, flavor profile rather than nutrient density? You know, nu- like nutrition. And you get that with nutrient density as well. Yeah. People just don't know what to eat or how to make it. Yeah. Like people think like it absolutely means no spices. No. Doesn't mean that. It's it's just knowing where, what the hell the source food is. Mm-hmm. Right. You saw that Taco Bell video. Right. <laughs> where people are eating beans. And you're like, what the hell is that? And, and then the guy's like, let me show you how to make it. They weren't even beans. Bro. They like they, inflate dude, into fucking Yeah, beans. dude. Like, you know those little toys you buy from like Dollar Tree <laughs> or like the 99 cent store, whatever? The yeah. ones that you put in water and they expand over time? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Taco Bell is. <clears throat> Surprised? No. You shouldn't be. <laughs> but it blew my mind still. Mm-hmm. So to, for me to think that that was delicious, right? And, and, and 
part of me still thinks it's delicious. It is delicious though. It's bomb. Yeah. There's 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 literally no denying that. Mm -hmm. But that's it. It's just bomb. So it stops do you see how we learned food needs to just be good? Mm -hmm. It doesn't you shouldn't ask too many questions. Is it good? Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how it is. No. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. You need to know exactly what's going in your body. Mm -hmm. And for the audience, actually, if you're wondering what to replace that vet, those vegetable oil sources with, uh, you do beef tallow, coconut oil, uh, beef fat, ghee. You can do avocado and extra virgin olive oil, although I've read some things recently that, you know, it's not, I'm not so crazy about those now. But those are your options to replace. Yeah. There are some good butters too. You know. Yeah. Kerrygold butter. Ooh. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Way too good. Especially slapped that on a tomahawk. Duck fat. You ever had duck fat? I have not had duck oh fat. Oh my God. Bomb? It has a very distinct flavor. Wow. Quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> it hits you like quack. <laughs> it hits you like quack. Okay. Well. Anything else on nutrition? On nutrition. Nutrition, I think that's about it, man. I think it's just um, take care of your body as much as possible and start with nutrition because nutrition is going to start Better sleep. Yeah. It's going to start better days, better moods, and uh, better momentum. Generally, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me see Is what else we have. Number five. Um, bear with me while I pull up the master note. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the sleep hygiene. Yeah. Um, we talked about assessing your relationship to substances, Stim caffeine, nicotine. Stimulants, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can also discuss some stats that I, I looked up on stress. Mm -hmm. So I'll just name a few. Um, approximately 33% of people describe feeling very stressed in the United States. I feel like it's way higher than that. Yeah. Around 75 to 90% of healthcare visits in the US are connected to stress-related issues in some manner. Hmm. What else? At work, 80% of people experience stress worldwide. So you, you get the point. It's a very... It's endemic to our society. A yeah. lot of people don't know how to deal with it. And as a result, they feel like a victim because of it, as you mm -hmm. mentioned in the last episode. Mm -hmm. I'm so. stressed, man. I'm stressed. And we got this whole like thing where it's like, you don't know if people are stressed or they, they just claim they're stressed. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we've all fallen into this trap where you feel like you have to say you're busy all the time and act like you're stressed and all this stuff. Yeah, that's where, a good point, actually. Where it goes nowhere. <laughs> You're just hurting yourself. Yeah. So, dude, like. The culture is built for stress. Exactly. And it's, and, and everything we do daily from how we talk to each other mm -hmm. to who we choose to see, what we choose to do on our free time to how we manage our non-free time, everything we're doing leads to stress. The way we the do it leads to stress. Our tools lead us to stress. Um, dude, like what, like, imagine relationships suck. Mm -hmm. your, the relationship between you and yourself sucks. Your tools, like your phone, really suck sometimes. <laughs> really suck. Yeah. Um, your health is in the gutter. Yeah. Your professor doesn't want to curve anyone. So mm -hmm. you're screwed. Um, you know, everything is just... And then we start complaining about luck and, uh, man, I'm unlucky and I'm just unlucky. And then there's whole, this whole thing about luck, which opens up another door for another conversation. 
But then there's um, there's also like the we talked about being a victim, the pleasure in that as well. Or you're somehow astonished that you feel anxious or depressed. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're being attacked from literally all angles it's, of your life, dude. You look at it. I swear to you, like a video game. It's like, dude, my stats for stress are like <laughs> off the charts, bro. Over a thousand yeah. percent. Like I'm definitely ruining Jake's score for sure. <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm shout out to Jake. I'm way more stressed than him. It's kind of like, yo, you know, like both of our dads died, for example. Yeah, and it will just be like, yeah, dude. But my dad's death was like way worse, bro. It's That's like, so com- where do you uh, do you see where I'm going with this though? Mm-hmm. How we choose to compete in that way where it's unnecessary. And that's the part where I mean we are ruining relationships. Relationships aren't even relationships anymore. Yeah. So there's another thing that we could just scratch out. So stress comes from everything mm-hmm. and anything. That's what I believe. And you did mention something at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. That, and I think it's very sneaky how it comes into our language. Mm. That we should try to avoid stress. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Because I just explained hormesis and the benefits of trying to go into stress with a very calculated approach. Mm-hmm. Are you the man? Are you the man? I'm dead serious. <laughs> uh, like, are you going to handle it or not? That's, that's how I see it. It's kind of like, these are questions I ask myself, right? If I'm stressed and I'm choosing to complain about it to myself, yeah, I will shut myself up and be like, Doug, listen to yourself. Better yet. You, you sound pathetic. Are you a man or not? If you are, then you are going to do this. Are you Thomas Shelby or are you Arthur? Uh, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because even though Thomas Shelby's very stressed, he knows how to handle it. Yeah. He'll tune into it so that he'll have the energy to do so, but then he'll shut it out. Yeah. That's how strong his mind is. Where Arthur, it, he, he allows it to It'll take control him. of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll consume him and he'll just, you know, go crazy. So definitely have the Thomas Shelby approach with things. Uh, we're pretty much done with our note, but are there any like segues into stress that we can cover that we haven't? I mean, honestly, I can tell a few things kind of like, I really like movies. Movies are a great form of de-stressing. Why? Yes. If you choose to watch a good movie, um, the benefits are that you do get to escape, you know? Mm-hmm. And- there's a science in movies. So when you watch something that's over two hours, you, generally around two hours, two hours and 15 minutes, that's long enough for you to feel like you escaped somewhere, right? Through visuals. Because mm-hmm. you can only take in so many visuals. That's why three-hour movies feel like they drag if there's too much dead space in They feel way too long. Yeah. yeah. But some three-hour movies are like, what? That was three hours? No way. It just felt like an adventure. I honestly felt that about Nightmare Alley. Yeah. I think it dragged on way too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- you know, it's kind of like, take that, look at it as an escape. Don't look at it as a movie, you know? Like, hey, what La La Land do I want to join today? You know, like whatever. Professor and the Madman, great. Yeah. It's a great era. Whatever, right? It's a little escape for two mm-hmm. hours, two hours and 15 minutes. Um, but be very aware of the fact that you are escaping. Because a lot of people, that, I mean, that's the number one way people try to escape. Yeah. Or try to avoid stress. Yeah, being conscious of the fact that you are escaping and this is your time and you deserve this time. Yeah, for sure. A lot of us, I think, just stop at the fact that we don't deserve this. We don't deserve this time right now. I haven't done enough. Well, you're not doing enough because you're unable to do enough. 
So you need to recover. What do you do? Nothing. <laughs> Literally, the action of doing nothing. Plus, according to who? Who says that I'm not doing it? It's the voice in your head. To the fucking person on Instagram who's like a quote unquote entrepreneur, mm -hmm. big baller. Mm -hmm. Like that, that type of shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the question of, oh my God, I think my stove is on fire. Just, <laughs> I, I think I check? forgot to turn it off. Yeah. Is this equivalent of, did I make my bed this morning? Mm -hmm. You know, as if you're going to piss off the gods of the, the stove or the bed. That makes no sense. The gods of, gods of IG entrepreneurship. It just doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I, I just. Um... But yeah, what like, I'm trying to think of like practical things that, you know, that I mean, maybe I'll, I discovered. Yeah. As a distressor. I'll know? tell you the majority of the shit we, we gave to you as recommendations that covers 90 to 95 percent of it yeah definitely each one dabbles with the other section too mm -hmm. so that's why i said nutrition first because that's going to help every other section honestly i think we can cover the mental aspect like how one perceives stress in life because we haven't oh, really touched on that it's like that that neighbor that causes problems all day and he's knocking on your door right now <laughs> Like, do you perceive it as an obstacle or an obstacle to become stronger or as something to weaken you? I think that's what it comes well, down to. It still is a battle. Like if it, if it shows up, right? If it shows up, you're not going to want to deal with it because you're going to be like, man, like there's never a good time for stress, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to feel like, dude, it's pushing me and I have to push back now. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. So- what, what you really are stressing about is the fact that, at first of all, you do not want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So you're stressing about not wanting to deal with it to begin with. But then when you're forced to deal with it, that's when you're like, oh, God damn it. I, I'm forcing so much energy to fight back against this stress and I'm going to get through it. And I know because I do it every time, but it still takes out yeah. from you. It's a, it, it's a form of energy. Mm -hmm. um, so do you look forward to that? No. That's that. That's gonna take energy from you. But you immediately, can you can teach yourself to look forward to it. It's almost like masochistic in a yeah, sense. Yeah, you're gonna. Well, that's what. That's the thing is that the more you live and the more you do things daily, right? Especially if you have a, do, a routine, you get to realize that stress is in everything, and it's you're never gonna escape from it. It you have to adapt to it. Mm -hmm. You have to know your skills as a human being, and just realize that hey, if I get dropped off here, I can adapt. For sure. It's the key word. Whether adapt. it takes three days or seven months, we're all different. You'll still adapt. You know, if it's seven months, I'm sorry, that sucks for you. But it's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But absolutely, just uh, be stronger than what you are. You're much stronger than what you think. Yeah. I'm not, not like in Goggins sense where it's just like, <laughs> Like no matter what, dude, I don't care if your nipples are bleeding, that you're, you're, oh, you've only hit 30% maximum capacity. What I'm like, scenario, no. What scenario? I don't know. Warrant your nipples I, I, bleeding? I don't know. I just pictured his <laughs> feet and I'm like, I, I don't want to, no, I'm good. But you know what I mean? It, it's, uh, again, balancing. You are stronger than you think, but you got to make sure you take care of all the other shit that you know you need to take care of. Yeah. You're stronger than you think, but if a joint pops, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. 
Stop popping joints. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think we have all that covered. Um, unless you have like a personal story that you would like to share. No? Personal story. No, I uh, honestly, I think, I think Very, that covers the majority of yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of like, I think we just brought everyone back to the baseline of how to do things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you found that helpful, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Spotify, guys. You can find us on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all major streaming platforms. Uh, go ahead and check us out there. So like, subscribe, and uh, yeah, turn on your bell notifications so you'll never miss an episode. And until next time, guys, we will catch ya. Don't stress too much. Peace.